Okay, good morning everyone, good mechaydish, welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kail of Summerton, Philadelphia. Um, a very special edition of our Derech Hashem series this morning on Rish Chaydish Kislev, the second day of Rish Chaydish Kislev, Erev Shabbos. And um, let us go full speed ahead over here. We are in Chaylik Dalad, Perik Dalad, and still in the middle of Simon Aleph. We said before we began, this is like a monster Simon. I'll have later a monster mammoth simon over here. It keeps going and going and going, and um, we're taking it, you know, one chunk at a time. This has to be dechunked, this simon. And the Ramchal is discussing in Perek Dalit of Chelik Dalit Shema. He's discussing Shema. The um, Chelik Dalit again is about Avoda, all the things that we do to bring the universe and ourselves back to the Rebbeinu Shalom. Ramchal is going through different mitzvahs, giving us insights into all the different, well, a lot of the different mitzvahs that we do and, and what their function is. And now he's clarifying Shema. And we haven't mentioned Shema yet once in this whole paragraph, even though we're, we're, we're a good ways into a, this very long paragraph. The Ramchal is building up his arguments, building up his his uh, basics over here, his fundamentals, and then he's going to like spin everything around on us and show us how everything that he was talking about this whole time really is a mirror image of Shema, of what we're really doing in Shema. So it's going to be very exciting when we get up to that discovery that that, that will be today or next week when we have that final spin around. But let's just quickly remind ourselves, review and reiterate what the Ramchal has built up so far in this paragraph. He's told us like this, he said, the world is about diversity. Once HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a world that's finite, a world that's outside of him, the world becomes a very diverse world. Lots of things going on in the world. Animal, mineral, vegetable, people, plants, angels and demons, man... And everything in between. And in this wide, diverse range of diversity of this world, everything that exists has to be understood in one, in two categories that they all exist in. And that is the existence, their existence and their effects. Their, their, um, presence and their power. What it is and what it's capable of doing. So all of us, they are, we are who we are and what we're capable of doing. The kayak that we have, everything that's out there, what a plant is and what a plant does. This is a tree, this is the definition of a tree, what a tree looks like, and this is what this tree does. It gives us shade, it produces action, it gives us apples, and everything is like the, what it is in the power that it has. And ultimately, the Ramchal told us, we have to understand that not that these two properties of Mitzis and Maisa, of, of, of presence and power, of existence and effect, are illusory. They're not illusions, but they're all constantly being funded, sponsored, and channeled from God himself, that... The power that anything yields is really God's power through the apple tree making apples. We have the power to pick up half the chocolate butter, make a mezainus and eat it. That's Hashem's power being channeled through us that we are we are wielding, but it's Hashem's power. Our existence is really Hashem constantly maintaining and sustaining our existence. So both Metzius and Pa'ula, the Ramchal refers to it as, existence and effect are always extensions, channels, and channelings of Hashem's own existence. That's where Ramchal began with that idea. Then he moved on from there to discuss the notion of Ra. Because that set the stage for, for a, a basic kasha. If everything that's in existence is the Rebbeinah Shalalem, and all power, and all effects, all Misa is the Rebbeinah Shalalem, now we really have a hard time understanding why bad things can happen to anyone. Forget about good people, even bad people. Well, how can bad things happen to anyone? How could there be bad people? How does the Rebbeinah Shalalem setting up a system where his own power, his own existence is sponsoring, powering, and creating evil, ra, rishos, and, 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 and wickedness in the world? How could that be? What's going on over here? Everything is ultimately Hashem, 
in, in the final analysis and in the original analysis all the way through. It's, it's Hashem the entire time. So what we saw so far, the Ramchal gave us one very basic bullet point approach to that. And that is, yes, everything is Hashem and everything is funded by Hashem. And again, we, we brought that out with very, you know, um, in a very poignant way to really illustrate what it means that it's Hashem. We Rahman al-Islam, we, we had the, the last time we had this, which was two days ago, when we began talking about how Hashem can not just tolerate evil, how can Hashem sponsor evil? It was the day when we received the terrible, unfortunate news from Eretz the double bombing over there, the double um, bus stop bombing. And the way we illustrated, really the best way of understanding just how difficult this is to understand, is that as that terrorist is holding that detonator in his hand, and he's about to push the button, Hashem is giving him that existence, and Hashem is giving him that power, Hashem is giving Kayach through that terrorist hand and his thumb as he pushes the button. Hashem is saying, here, take life, please. Take life. I want to give you life to keep you alive, to keep you present in this world. And here, take power, take energy, so you can push that button, so you can detonate that bomb, so you can blow this this thing to, to smithereens with shrapnel and hurt Maim and Rahmosan kill Yidin. Here, please take power and energy so you can do that. Hashem is keeping him alive the whole time. Hashem is powering him the whole time. Hashem is giving him the existence and the abilities to do that. So, what's going on? Why is Hashem doing that? So the first take that we saw quickly last time was that it's true, it's all coming from Hashem. Even evil and wickedness is coming from Hashem. But we have to remember and remind ourselves that the world has a goal. The world has an objective. And it has to get to that objective, as the Rabbi Chal said all the way in the beginning of Derech Hashem. And Ra, evil, has a role to play in bringing this world to its objective. Ra is necessary in bringing the world through all its cyclings and all its all its um, evolutions and revolutions. Ra is needed to get the world to its objective, to get the world to the finish line. It's necessary for there to be Ra, evil in the world, for all the reasons we saw in the beginning of the Sefer, whether that's to balance the books, to burn off burn off um, Averis in this world, but 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 whatever the specific immediate explanation we're going to go with, which the Ramchal gave us a whole bunch of in the beginning of the Sefer, Ra is a necessary part of getting the world to its ultimate objective, to its tachlis, to its to its purpose, and being that Ra is necessary, that's why Hashem is maintaining and sponsoring Ra also, and the correct outlook on Ra is that evil, the most wicked person in the world can never thwart the system. He can never break out of Hashem's plan. He can never um, undermine Hashem's plan. And as wicked and evil as he gets, he's only playing right into God's hands. That's the right way of looking at it. He's actually fulfilling Hashem's plans as he entrenches himself in his wickedness. And as he gets more stubborn and more insistent in his ways, he's actually playing right into God's hands. God's saying, yes, this is what I needed right here, right now. And that's why God sponsors it. That's why God powers it. Because it all factors into God's plans. Now, you have to be God to understand how that works. You have to be God um, to really see how all these vast, great wheels and cogs and gears are spinning around. Even the cogs and the wheels of wickedness are somehow in their rotations and revolutions spinning in exactly to God's plan. And we're not God, so we, we don't get that. We don't see it. But Hashem sees and understands how everything is exactly to a T, factoring into the plan which is needed to get the world to its objective, and that's exactly why God sponsors. That's the first understanding 
of how Hashem can tolerate the existence and the activity of evil, and not only tolerate it, but empower it and sponsor it. The answer is, because it's known by the Rebbein Shalom, he sees how all evil is actually... Evil, what does evil think? What does the existence of Ra itself think? Ra thinks that it can beat the system. When you're a, a Ra embodiment, when you're a wicked person, someone that embodies, embraces, and represents evil, so your perspective is you're beating the system. We gave the example of Haman last time. Haman thinks he can beat the system. Haman thinks he can bring Mordechai down. He can bring the Jews down. Amalek, Amalek always thinks that Amalek can beat God at God's own game. That's the perspective and the perception of Ra. And it's given to Ra to think that. He, that Ra mistakenly thinks that they're using their own Bechira to thwart the system. And again, the, the correct outlook is being that it's Hashem that's sponsoring it, I mean that it's Hashem that's allowing evil to do what evil thinks it's choosing to do. It's actually, in reality, Hashem, you could use the word manipulating, but allowing Ra to do that because it factors directly, exactly into Hashem's plan. Okay, now we're going to see another take, a second take uh, 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 in, in answering this question that if, if Hashem is the sponsor and the and the source of all existence and their effects, all that's in creation and all of its all of its um, capabilities. How can Hashem allow that to happen with Raswell? So here we have another a, a, a second take, and Ramchal is going to go to even deeper waters right now. He's going to go to deeper waters and getting to the kishkas of of, of the 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 eternal question of how can evil exist so we're up to we're exactly I think halfway through Aleph where it says Umima Ramchah says Umima I would give you guys line numbers and things like that but I'm the only one that has this edition of the Derech Hashem um, Kofiud Bey's in the standard Kofiud Bey's in the standard edition yes second paragraph excellent okay Kofi Bey's in the standard edition the standard edition is the one clearly that's in front of Rabbi Aronson Right. Yes. So here we go. What what else is going on behind the scenes in this timeless topic, this timeless dilemma of how do we understand evil? Is who amitas has to do with the revelation of Hashem's oneness. The revelation and the presentation of the truth. Of Hashem's oneness, that Hashem is one and only one. So I, I, I'm going to read a whole bunch of lines, and we're going to stop, then come up for air, and try to figure out what exactly the Ramchal is doing. But our roadmap is as follows: the Ramchal is coming to present to us another understanding of how Hashem creates Ra, sponsors Ra, empowers Ra, and it has to be a new understanding because it's not the first thing. The first thing we just saw. Not going to be, it can't be a rehashing of this idea that it plays into God's plan, because he said that it has to be a different understanding, and we've got to try to figure out what the second take is, what the deeper take is. And it's clear that his second approach is a deeper one, because he says, I'm going to give you a very deep understanding, says the Ramchal, of why Hashem not just tolerates evil, but sponsors evil. And that has to do with Giloy Amitas Yisbarach. That already sets the stage over here. And gives us some direction it has to do with revealing, revealing the truth, the reality of Hashem being only one. 
Vizah. What does that mean? Kine kvar biyarnushet klau kol hamasi boys hasoyvus boilamu. We've already explained that the bottom line principle in all of world events, everything that goes on in the world, so everything that we see in world history from beginning to the end, the beginning of time to the end of days. Hashem created evil. Why does Hashem create evil? Really, if we want to know the oymek yes, evil factors into God's plan, and yes, evil is necessary, it's a necessary evil, but let's take a step further this idea, let's zoom in to the kishkas of evil over here. Let's get to the kishkas of Ra. Ra is ultimately really there. Why is evil there? Evil. And evil means evil in all of its forms. It means the temptations of the Yitzhahara. It means powers and forces, people and nations that are doing the wrong thing, that are tempting us to be a part of the wrong thing. Why did Hashem bring evil into the world for us to be confronted with evil? In order for us to banish the evil. Ra is here for us to banish it. Ra is here for us to get rid of it, to be mavatalit. And before we go on, before we go on, uh, you know, we're thinking to ourselves, well, evil is here for us to banish the evil, to be mavatal evil. I mean, that's good when evil comes in the form of, you know, that extra piece of schnitzel. Should I take it, should I not take it? You know, that temptation. When evil comes in the form of hitting my snooze button, yet again, not getting out of bed this morning, or, you know, missing the fourth chakras at the shtibel, right? That, 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 that we get, that evil temptation in the form of that snooze button is quite evil, right? That's why they always make the snooze button much bigger. It's the biggest button on the alarm clock, right? Why is the biggest button on the alarm clock? The easier to hit. The easier to hit because it's getting funded by Kaikas Harah. Getting funded by the Sitra Akhra, the snooze button, right? Snooze, the, the, the Sitra Akhra is trying to make it very tempting. Easier to hit, but tempting. Very tempting. Very tempting. Well, that's such a big button. How could I, how could I not hit such a big button? You gotta hit that button. Um, so we, we understand this concept of Bittal Hara, of us taking a stand against evil, banishing evil, when it's like the evil that we struggle with. You know, uh, overeating and oversleeping and getting over laziness. And not being, not, 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 not learning the way we should be learning and not davening the way we should be davening. So then we understand that's evil that we have to confront and be mavatal. But, but the Rabbi is giving us a global approach to all evil. He's talking about, you know, the evil empires over here. He's talking about all of our persecutors and, and prosecutors and the pogromers through all generations. You know, he's talking about the crusades all the way down through, uh, the intifada. That's what he's talking about as well. And he's saying, Raz there for us to, to banish it, to take a stand against it, and take a stand against the Nazis, Yimachshimam, against Hitler, Yimachshimam, against all the terrorists. What does that mean? How am I a vatal dance? So, just to give this a, a placeholder for now, mavatal ra, banishing evil, can, it means obviously, when I'm tempted by evil, to stand strong and not give into that evil impulse, not give into ra, but it also means not to be subject to, to Ra, and to, when there are chasrashom, evil forces running amok in the world, to not make ourselves subjugated to them, and subject to them, and to recognize and understand that we are always subject and subjugated to one force and one force only, and that's the Rebbeinah Shalelem. And even in the darkest, the bleakest of times, you know, no one should ever have to know from such trials, such as the 
but you know the Yidden who were in the camps in in the Holocaust, um, that was their Nisoyen. Their Nisoyen was: Do they view the Nazis as the ones in charge, the ones with the authority, the ones running the show, or do they have do they have that clarity that the Rebbeim is really the one running the show? That's also Bittel Hara. And that's the famous story, right, with the Kloisenberger in the camps, and the Kloisenberger on, on Yom Kippur. He uh, got up, and he went through all the Ashamdus with his uh, with his Kehillah there in the camps, and he went through all the Alchets on Yom Kippur. Alchets Shechatonu B'Maychol V'Mishta, Alchets Shechatonu B'Loshon Haro, B'Goli V'Aseser. He went through each one one at a time. He said, Rebbe we haven't done any of these things. And in the camps, it was impossible. How are you going to do a chet with Michael and Mishta? Halavai, they would give us Michael and Mishta. How do you do a chet with Goli Vasesa? There's no privacy. He went through them one at a time. He said, we haven't done anything wrong over here because it's impossible for us to be sitting in the camps. He said, what's our chet? He said, the one thing they were guilty of, he said, the Kleisenberger famously were guilty of Amuna, of our lack of Amuna. We failed to be Maimon, and the Rebbe Yishalayim were Maimon and the Nazis. We've taken our faith in God, we put that faith the Nazis and Achshaman, we've seen them as the ones that are in charge, they're the ones that have power. And the moment you do that, you're not being without the Ra. You're not banishing evil. If I care, you are, you are giving evil more power. You're giving evil authority. So this is really, um, it's, it's not really, it's, it's an aside, but it's not really an aside. It's really you know, very, very uh, fundamental ideas that are emerging from the Ramchal that we're learning right now. There's different ways of banishing Ra. There's different ways of being Mavatal Ra. Certainly, when we're tempted by Ra, when we have a Yetzir Hara and the Soyan, we banish evil, we negate evil by saying, no, you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay in bed now. I'm not going to do any of that because that's Ra and that's, that's the wrong thing to do and, and, and the only, the correct thing to do is God's will and that's really the only thing. That certainly is Bitalara. Bitalara on a global level, when there's forces of evil running amok in the world, where we Mavatara there, when it's not an immediate challenge to me, an immediate Nisoyan, there the Bitalara is to say, there's no power over there, there's no authority over there. It's, 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 it's a, it's a facade that Hashem allows to maintain itself in order to, to, to create confusion and havoc in the world. And the real authority, the only authority is the Rebbe I have nothing to fear from these wicked people. I have nothing to fear from these evil people. Nothing to fear from them. And they have no real uh, real authority. They have no real power. The only real authority, real power is the Rebbe And where does that really go? What's the next logical step from that? When you realize that Intifada, terrorists, or you know, evil empires, our persecutors, and 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 people that are trying to make life miserable for Yidden. Again, the first step is there's no real power over there. And again, that's what the Kleisenberger was telling us, Flack, that you've lost your Amuna, you've given the power and the kayak to the Nazis. You believe the Nazis are in charge. They're not in charge. The Rebbeinu is in charge. The next step after that is now that I understand the Rebbeinu is in charge. How can I do something for the Rebbeinu? We're not here to do things for the Nazis. We're not here to capitulate to the evil captors. Since Akadosh Baruch is really the only one that has power, authority, what do I do to align myself with Akadosh Baruch? Okay, so this is a, this is a deep idea within a deep idea. What it means to do bittel hara 
on a micro and a macro. Again, the micro is obvious. How do you do bitl or on a micro level? That's when I'm faced with my own particular challenge. Jump out of bed. His gabra kari. Jump out of bed like a lion. Don't give in to that snooze button. That's my own personal bitl or That's the micro. The macro is when, Hashem, we hear terrifying news, terrifying situations, which we should never have to deal with. Again, to realize that there's no power over there, but that's, I'm a vatal that. You don't have any power. There's no power over there. The real power, the only power, is by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, And that's the only person, and the only entity, the only authority that I align myself with. But let's go on. Um, so the Ramchal is giving us a very deep idea. He's taking us into the Kishkas of Ra. The Kishkas of the existence of evil. And he's saying the, the evil's here for us to be mavatalit. It's here for us to banish it. Says the Ramchal, the Rebbeinu created the world, the universe, with all kinds of requirements, all kinds of, excuse me, details and systems, and all of those create a very complex briyup, which really means when we flip that around, all kinds of different details and aspects, aspects and areas where I have to do bitalarat where I have to banish evil, banish evil in this particular area, in this temptation, in this situation, a lot of ra and a lot of different situations has to be banished. Ra correspondingly has a very complex existence. It comes in different angles and facets, flavors, shapes and sizes. Pu'ulasov, how it, how it operates, which we toss the authority that, that ra has, that evil has. Upradim rabim kinoikeim b'inim yachshashaladim and, and corresponding to that, being that Ra can exist in many different shapes and forms, sizes, flavors, and varieties, the, the relationship that we have with evil, the temptation that we have, or the subjugation that we can be forced, that we can be subject to, also is very, very varied and very diverse. In, in that which I'm tempted by Ra, subject to Ra, and I can suffer from Ra. And then in correlating to that, um, I have a lot of different areas and aspects where I can overthrow the rap, I can banish the evil, I can negate it, I can take a stand against it. The Indian Mitzius Hatoiv and replace that with the Mitzius, the existence of, of good. His Pashtov, his Chaska, Kavi Hachneo Hara, the Hichab Shoy, replacing evil with good and allowing good, which is just the existence of God and the oneness of God, to spread in the world, to be reinforced in the world, and to be doing that with, with subjugating and subduing evil in the world. Okay, this is quite a mouthful. Let's keep going. The Ramchal is saying quite a lot over here that Ra has to be negated. Ra can exist in a lot of different forms. Therefore, my relationship with Ra can exist in a lot of different forms. And my task in, in, in negating Ra will show up in a lot of different forms. What ultimately though, even though Ra comes in different shapes and sizes and flavors and varieties, it can exist in all kinds of different situations and temptations and people and nations and items and things and concepts. But the standard, the constant that's behind the scenes that is powering all of Ra in any shape or form, there's one constant. What's the source of Ra always? There's one constant source. Pulasa ushli in both its presence and its activity. Again, note that the Ramchal is uh, assigning to Ra the same two categories that we had in the beginning of the paragraph, that we had in the beginning of the paragraph. Ra also has a presence and power, has existence and activity, 
What's the source of all Rahu Ha'elim Habayris Barachas Yichudai? Is when Hashem conceals himself from the world. Hashem conceals his oneness, conceals the fact that he's really one and only one. Hashem is not revealed to the universe and is not in that area revealing himself in his unity and his oneness to the universe. According to that level that Hashem has concealed himself, that immediately and and naturally mathematically produces that amount of ra and the corollary to that is the is called bitol hara being that the existence of ra is directly determined by the absence of god the absence of god's oneness and presence the root of negating ra of getting rid of ra being levato ra avarasoi and sweeping it out of the world vihikava kolabribatoif and establishing the universe as being aligned under one God, indivisible, the oneness and the unity of God is when the oneness, the unification and the onlyness of HaKadosh Baruch is revealed. Let's do one more line. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that is what's captured in the following Pasuk and Hazinu. See, I am I'm one and one and only. Meaning, when we see that Hashem is one and only one, there's no other existence, there's no Ra. And when there's Ra, there's a suppression of God's oneness. The cause of it is also in Laman Tehidu V'zaminu L'fanai lo noitzar keil v'achrei lo yihia L'fanai lo noitzar eil Before me there's no other gods and, and, and after me there will not be any. V'nimtza shesoiv tikun kol abriyat toli begilu yichudu yisbarach It comes out that our purpose, our mission in life, which is to negate the Ra, really can be thought of as a purpose and a mission in what? Revealing the oneness of God. Period. Okay, that's an excellent point to pause. That's an excellent point to come up for air and try to just digest and decipher what the Ramchal just did. What did he just do? He went on and on and on and on and on with a lot of passion and a lot of a lot of enthusiasm and at great length to tell us about what? About evil. There's a lot of different types of evil. And we're here to be mavato the evil. And evil's only there when there's a lack of God. And when we, we get rid of evil, we're, we're bringing more God into the world. And, and the two... It's like It says the Ramchal He's setting up like a kind of a balance over here that evil means absence of God, being means presence of God. Presence of God equals bittul hara, and and um, and they threw some psukim at us. So, what does the Ramchal want? What did he want with with this whole shtickle that he just gave us? This whole discourse. And remember, this is all coming to explain to us why. Although Hashem is the source of all existence and effects, power and presence, Metzias and Pu'ula, Hashem nevertheless not just tolerates Ra, is sponsoring Ra, is letting those terrorists blow themselves up, is letting Nazis shovel Yidden into the ovens, Rachman Wutzlan, Hashem is empowering it. Why? Why is he doing it? He says this whole thing now. Well, because the purpose of the world is Bittal Hara, and when there's Bittal Hara, when there's before Bittal Hara, there's absence of God, and Bittara comes through presence of God, and okay, all right, all right, I get that. But but why do people have to suffer? Why does it have to be wrath? You want to reveal yourself, you mushroom, reveal yourself. Because hey, please reveal yourself without the suffering. Reveal yourself without the wrath. Reveal yourself without all six million Jews dying. Reveal yourself without bombs going off at the bus stops. And, 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 and when people are on their way to the school on the way to yeshiva, you want to reveal yourself. Gazuk to hate. Reveal yourself. 
it sounds like the whole thing is kind of um, is kind of um, um, recursive over here, like a, a logical loop that's kind of looped to itself. Um, the purpose of evil is to is to be mavatel the evil, and when we mavatel the evil, we, we, we reveal God. Um, so what? So the, the evil is there for me to be mavatel the evil to reveal God. So don't make the evil to be mavatel. So I don't have to be mavatel the evil. Mavatel the ra to negate the ra to negate the evil. And Hashem just just let, let's just have you, just have you. The whole thing seems to be a, 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 a self-contained logic over here, which doesn't have a discernible beginning or end. And, 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 and the final analysis. We, we have to ask ourselves, so what was really the answer in terms of the Ramchal causes the Oymik, the depth, the Kishkas as to why there's evil in the world? What exactly was the answer? What is the justification? So Terence is like this. There is something very deep going on over here, very profound, and what the Ramchal is doing and what we just read is he's giving the basic overview for an entire Sefer that he has written and he, Ramchal took a whole work of his and he kind of compressed it into a half of a paragraph, a third of a paragraph. And that safer that he just took and compressed in, into this paragraph was Das Tvunis. Das Tvunis is essentially the second approach over here that the Rechel just gave us. The approach of Das Tvunis. And um, there was a, a suggestion, someone, there was a request, we're going to be finishing Derech Hashem, actually, Miss Hashem, sooner than later, we're getting close to the end of the safer. So we have to decide what we're going to do next. Someone requested Das Tvunis, who was that? It's a troublemaker that requested Das Tvunis next. Yeah, um, I don't know if we're going to do Das Tunis, but even if we end up doing Das Tunis, I don't think this is not a spoiler. I don't like spoilers, but um, at the risk, at the risk of throwing out spoilers for Das Tunis, the idea is like this: Rebbein what's our question? You want to reveal yourself? Because they reveal yourself. I help revealing. You're really revealed when we're Mavatara. I get that because yeah, you told me. That evil is the absence of God, and when I get rid of evil, now there's more presence of God. You're revealed. So forget about the wrath. Forget about the whole absence and presence, and just make yourself present. Make yourself present without the wrath. Forget about the wrath. Just molly colors right? Just reveal yourself. The terrorist is like this. The Ramchal has one basic and profound yisoid that essentially is the theme of the entire Sefer of Derech of Das Tunis, which he did compress. And if you go back and read it again, you'll see this is what he was saying all along. Gili Yehudai, revealing God's oneness and, and, and unity and unification and, and, and the onlyness of Hashem doesn't mean that there's only Hashem and there's nothing else. That's not what it means. It's not called Gili Yehudai. Because we had that before the universe also. Before Hashem made anything, there was only Hashem. So, so, uh, what do we gain by making the universe? Gilu Yichudah Hashem is only Hashem before the universe. When the Rabchal says the purpose of making the universe is to reveal Hashem to the entire world, and we're a part of that by being Mavatul Ra, by negating Ra, so you don't need a universe for that. Hashem is already there with that before the universe. The Territ is like this. What does it mean to, to, to do Gilu Yichudah, to be engaged in this activity of revealing Hashem? It means a sequence. It means going through a process. It means you start off with a universe where Hashem is absent, where there's room to not see Hashem, there's room to not perceive Hashem, where it's possible to be tricked and fooled into thinking that there is an existence outside of God, like Amalek, like Haman, like Rishos, 
there's room to perceive that there's another existence. And Gilu Yichudai, when you say, is when you say, no, it's not true. Really, really there isn't anything besides God. In other words, the whole idea of Gilu Yichudai is when there is a Shaklavitariya. Where there's a Havamina and a Kamash Molon. There's a Havamina of Yesh Oid Movadoi. There's room to see there's something outside of God. Kamash Molon. No, you're wrong. Ain't Oid Movadoi. That's called Gilu Yichudoi. For there to be room in the belt, for, for there to be an understanding that there may be a Rashi's Goyim Amolek, that there may be another existence outside of God. And comes Rebbein Shalom and says, Kamash Molon, that was really me all along. Gilu Yichudoi is only meaningful and is only significant, uh, only has any weight or value when Hashem's Megal Zichud, in spite of ru- there, there being room to think otherwise, that's really Gilu Yichudoi. There has to be a Havamino, and then there's a Kamash Molon. There's no Havamino, there's no Kamash Molon. There's no room to think this way, there's no Kamash Molon, it's really Enoid Movadoi. That's what the Ram Chal saying. Why do we need Ra? Ra is there because without Ra, there's no meaning and significance to Gilu Yichudoi. There's no, there's no, there's no significance that you're not displaying anything to the Bria if there was never any room to think otherwise. So Ra is evil, but it's a necessary evil in that it's necessary for us to get to the final product of you thought there was something called evil, you thought there was something called a Ratzon, Atzav Hashem's Ratzon, Kamashulan, it's really Einon Mavada. And how does that work? That works with us, that works via us. Every time that we, now we understand our role in this, every time we take a stand against evil, every time we say, this looks like Ra, and it looks like it's powerful on its own, but I resist it, I banish it. Ainoid Movada. There's really nothing besides God's Ratzon. I am not just being Movado Ra. I'm going from the Havimin to the Kamash Mula. I'm going from the Yeshoid Movada to the Ainoid Movada. That's an illusion. That's a facade. There's no real Ratzon besides God's Ratzon. Okay. The, the final line or two that we're saying now has to be decompressed. It's, it's late. I don't want to squeeze too much in, so we'll continue with this in Hashem next time. Um, and try to wrap up the prayer. I think next time we'll be ready finally to bring this back to Shema. But, uh, we'll stop over here. There's a lot to, you know, digest, I think. And, uh, everyone should have a good Chayish, good Shabbos, and we'll continue with Hashem next week on Monday.